Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, ha! Really? Did you see that? Did you see that? Whoa, I saw that. Is, uh, Blew your mind, didn't I? Anaconda in in in, in uh, honor of Joe Sanfilippo. Giant ass. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the the After Buzz Fall TV Preview Woo. Show. Uh, Woo. We're, we're, we're we're us. We're the gang that has no name, uh, and we're here to sort of run down to the fall TV previews for um, our all the networks. And cable because we love television and we love these new shows, some of them, and we want to talk about them and sort of give you guys an idea of what's coming up this fall and what to expect from some of the hosts straight after Buzz and what's out there in the TV landscape and we'll give some opinions on what we like and don't like. I'm Joe Braswell, if you do or may not remember me. I'm joined as always by the lovely Nando Velasquez. <laughs> I do remember you and thank you very much. Hi, <laughs> all of you guys. It's been a while. Uh, I and, grew a beard. And I'll see you did. You know how I like a man with a beard. Yeah, that's exactly the only reason why I grew the beard. I grew it's a beard Nando. and shaved it, but yes. that's that's a different story. Uh, and also, the season to, is young. <laughs> to his left, I'm joined by the lovely Julia Carley. Hello, I remember you too. All of you. Yeah. Every also grew last a beard. one of you. Do you like it? Good, <laughs> yes. Well, most of all, Scarecrow. And, uh, <laughs> I'm joined also by my father, Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be with you guys. Professor I, Flippo. I maintain the douche level beard. This is very important. Yeah, he actually shaved. Like you said, yeah. it's a setting. What's that setting? You must set your trimmer to douche. Nice. And then, yeah. <laughs> You're a douche. You're a douche. There it is. I need to learn that one. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. You look, you, I mean, you guys all look great, but Joe, I mean, you, you really did it. Yeah, Marissa Serafini, our producer, said that I don't dress up anymore for shows, and so now I'm going to dress up again because I don't want her to be mad at me. No, you look great, Flippo. Thanks, there Marissa Serafini. That's Marissa Serafini. Hello, Marissa. Yes, hello, Marissa. Hello, guys. Uh, Welcome back. And then this morning, I, I didn't get the tie memo. Like, you're in, you're in a tie, you're in a tie. Is this what we're doing Well, you didn't now? get the beard memo either, so it's all good. Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome to my world. All right. <laughs> Well, we're going to break down some shows. We're going to go network by network. we got 2004 fall TV season. You know, back in my day, or back in me and Nando's day, or back in me and Nando and Joe Flippo's day. Not my day, folks. Don't, don't, don't lump me in with you TV guys. Guide, <laughs> TV Guide used to come out with this uh, when TV Guide was relevant. They probably still do. TV Guide used to come with a relevant. fall TV preview that was outstanding. And you would, like, mm-hmm. fire this thing open, and it'd be like... 
NBC presents Manimal, and you'd be so excited to read about Manimal and what's going to happen and who, who, what's it about. It was my favorite. My friend Jeremy Chip, Chipman, shout out to you, Jeremy Chipman, has he collects all these things, and he has like hundreds of these fall TV previews from over the years, and I think it's the coolest thing ever. So I'm very happy to be doing this. It's a realization of a lifelong dream for me to bring this to life. No one cares. No one. The internet's going to... The internet just shuts down we immediately. <laughs> Um, Wait, was Manimal a real show? Yes. Manimal was a real, real show. Manimal, baby. Yeah. We're, we're not as old as them. Oh, clearly no. Clearly not even close. Manimal, hot show. Google Manimal, folks. Um, <laughs> so just to be specific, though, we're, we're definitely outlining all the new shows that people are looking yes. forward to. Yeah. 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 Not returning shows and not, you know, we're, we're talking about brand new shows that are premiering on these networks mm-hmm. for the first time. Everyone. So we, this is good because we, we don't know. We've seen some pilots. We've seen some clips. We've read a lot. So we're going to give our first opinions and let you know what we know. Which mm-hmm. is uh, a lot about these shows. <laughs> no. So let's let's start. Lot. So we have ABC. Let's let's start breaking this thing down. I mean, um, we've got all these networks here. ABC. Are we going ABC first or NBC? What are we doing? ABC, ABC, ABC first. Yeah. So, so ABC's got a lot of kind of ABC's been in the crapper. I'm not going to. It's no secret. ABC's kind of been in the crapper. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been a lot of shows sticking to the wall. They they cancel a lot of shows. They bring a lot of shows on, with the exception of the Shonda Rhimes, uh, you know, juggernaut of Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and Modern Family. They're kind of you know they're kind of struggling in the comedy department. So they're launching a lot of shows, and, and it looks like we'll see if some things stick or not. They've got some comedies. They've got Selfie. They got something called Manhattan uh, Love Story. They got mm-hmm. Blackish. They've got uh, Cristela. And a couple of dramas they've got uh, forever and how to get away with murder. So let's 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 run through these a little bit. I want to talk about first. I want to talk about Blackish and uh, Cristela. Blackish is a show starring Anthony Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne um, and uh, Tracy Ross, and it is for me looks fantastic. I mm. thought I, I was really sort of skittish about it and like I don't know what this is and Blackish. What essentially is is it's basically. Um, tell the story of a guy who's about my age, Anthony Anderson, and his children and his father living in the same house, living in pretty much a suburban world, and sort of really sort of realizing their place as African Americans in a sort of in, in in 2014, a sort of modern family, if you will, of black folks, and it's this really sort of this story about the generational shift between what Anthony Anderson's kids think and what his father thinks. And it's freaking hilarious. I think it's very, very smart, very well done. Um, it, it, it's got you know Larry, Larry Wilmore is one of the EPs, and he's fantastic. And um, it, it, I, the clips I saw, I laughed my ass off. So I don't know if you did you get a chance to see any clips, Kando? Yeah, no, I love it. I love uh, I love Anthony Anderson in this. I love um, our man from Hannibal, Lawrence Fishburne. Yep, who's mm-hmm. a co-executive producer in this. Sure. And and really, one thing we should make clear, I think, with ABC is ABC is always really really good at doing the uh, at just reaching out to a more diverse audience with their sitcoms. I mean, we've seen you mean it putting before. black people on TV, not just black people. <laughs> yes, uh, but, but diversity for yes, sure. But for I mean, sure, this, yeah. in this case, yes. They're bringing black people to TV, yes, yeah. for this particular show. Uh, uh, or blackish people, <laughs> as the title says. It's just really, I mean, I really, I really like this. You should, this is really smart and funny, and it's in the vein of sort of Modern Family, and it, it's paired with Modern Family, which is great. Yeah, it's on um, It's on right after Modern Family, so it's going to have a really good lead. nice in. lead, yeah. Yeah, nice lead. And if, if you're a comedy, I think that's probably the show you'd want to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so also, and it's just a lot of funny stuff in there. So And also, um, this Christella, which is also... Uh, another it, diverse show. Another, another comedy. <laughs> This is actually but no not, black people in it. Not as just far black people. No, not just black people. Latinos. Yeah. Latinos. It's, 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 
Fallon, who's, who's hilarious, who's a, who's a stand-up comedian, and it's her show. Now, this is more of a three-camera, it's a traditional sort of sitcom, uh, whereas Modern, uh, whereas uh, Blackish is sort of a single-camera situation like Modern Family. This, uh, Christella's more of a sitcom feel, and mm-hmm. it's also very funny and very interesting. It's very great to see, like, a, a, a woman lead in a show, but also a Latino woman lead. And it kind of reminds me of back... Uh, the Margaret Cho All American Girls, very mm-hmm. much like that, um, which I thought was good then. And this is actually well, pretty a, funny. There's a little bit of that George Lopez feel to it too. I well, think. because he's, there's, there's Latino. <laughs> well, because it's a feel good comedy in the Joe, same way that George Lopez is. Joe Braz has a chip on his shoulder for everyone and everything. Also, it's wonderful. Also, because it's I think on. This will be a running theme it's today. It's going to be on Fridays. It's going to be on Friday. Like Lopez. Like Lopez. Where the Latinos go. <laughs> Yes, Friday is Latino Day, everybody. <laughs> I'd like to point Apparently, out... we have a day of the week, and it's Friday. Christella is a woman. Do you have any thoughts on that, Joe? Yes. Oh. What, you think because she's a woman she can't be funny? <laughs> Just like Margaret Cho. No. For her uh, show. So, no, yeah, so or that, Roseanne. Th- this looks actually really great, too. Um, but I want to get... You know, so those are those are some things that, that I saw as well. We'll get to some more. But also, Nando, ABC has something called Manhattan Love Story. What, yeah. what, 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 what's that all about? Well, you know, being the New Yorker here in the crowd, I mean, I love seeing shows about New York City. And, uh, you know, ABC, one, one other thing that they seem to like to do well uh, is they like to do those kind of like romantic comedy type Mm-hmm. Shows. So this one is uh, actually really cool. What I, what I like about it is, you know, in the vein of I, I want to say like who's look who's talking in the sense that you hear what people think. Maybe John Travolta's yeah, yeah, yeah. not your voice inside, but you know, still you get to hear what people think. So you get to hear the internal monologue of two people dating in New York as they start this relationship. And uh, I think what I like about this, it's Annalee Tipton mm-hmm. who. Uh, some people may know from America's Top Model. She uh, took third place back in 2008. She's been in a bunch of shows before, but this is, I think, her, her first leading role. And then Jake McDormand plays the male lead. What I kind of like about this is it allows you to have the, um, I guess, the conversation about the sexes, what people are really thinking. Uh, you know, it, it could it could go either way. I mean, the guy's a bit of a womanizer. The girl's just concerned about fashion and about shoes. And yeah. you know, we've seen we've seen both those stereotypes before. But I think what's really great about it is you could be thinking one thing and saying something completely different. And uh, so I do like the appeal of that. I think there is some room for for growth for this. Uh, the the executive producer, the showrunner, the writer is uh, Jeff Lowell, who uh, has some actual experience with comedies. He's done Two and a Half Men, Just Shoot Me. Uh, he was he worked on Sports Night and. Spin City, so some pretty capable stuff. I like the fact that he's on Sport Night because I think this kind of, you know, I think this kind of fits into that, you know, internal monologue, Aaron Sorkin type of thing. Except for you're actually thinking it instead did of saying. Did you laugh? Do you, do you have high hopes for this thing? I'm I just... do have high hopes. I did laugh at it. I actually, right. there were moments I laughed, and and of course, I love, um, I love stories set in New York. So I think it's kind of almost like a Woody Allen esque type feel yeah, to it. Too, that's kind of what they're what they're going for, which I like as well. I love, I love Annalie Annalie Tipton. Crazy, she was great and great. Crazy Stupid Love is that the yeah, yeah. Crazy Stupid yeah. Love. Just she was so terrific in that. She got that so right, and you know. I, I, these kind of shows to me are a little bit dangerous because I think you can it, the writing has to be just right because if you go too far to one side or the other it comes off as as, as sexist and you, you, there's a lack of nuance sometimes so I mean these if they can walk the line I think it's going to be a great show yeah. and also it's premiering Tuesday nights uh, at 8.30 on September 30th just right. FYI Julie do you have anything do you have on the show at all did you, did you check it out at all I did check it out um, I thought the, the little preview that they showed us that we were able to see I thought it was um, a fresh idea I thought mm. it was really interesting and cute well shot um, I also love Annalie Tipton, I think she's freaking adorable. She's, so she's adorable. adorable. She's adorable so much oh. it kind of hurts. Yeah, um, it might get annoying after a while. She's I'm, that adorable. I, I, gotta, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm I'm already bored. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Sorry, sorry, America. But I'm sure it's well, great. Joe doesn't like love. It's not. I don't like, like love. love. <laughs> 
Joe's it's been, all it's well documented. Joe did not have some. Uh, but let's move on. So also on ABC, that's something I am excited about is uh, how to get away with murder. Now oh. this is the new Shonda Rhimes thing that you know Shonda, Shonda is basically is is saving single handedly saved ABC and now continues <laughs> to do so. Uh, you know they've given her her own Shonda Knight. You know she's got Grey's Anatomy, she's got Shonda Scandal, Knight. and now she's got How to Get Away with Murder. This is highly anticipated because it stars uh, Academy Award nominee Viola Davis, mm. who uh, who I love and who we were talking about earlier, who we love. And the pilot looks, I mean, it, it looks fantastic. And I was, look, I was late on Scandal. I was like, yeah, whatever. I wasn't into Grey's Anatomy. I thought Grey's Anatomy was kind of unwatchable. I just was like, just for me, I'm like, eh, I'm a dude. I don't know. Grey's Anatomy felt very female driven. Scandal, I was out and I feel like I missed a boat on that. This one, I'm in early. Up from day one, I'm going to watch this thing and write it out, and I hope it's going to. Well, you're not the only one. I think this is probably one of the most contested shows for the year. You know, for the new year, anticipated, not contested, but anticipated. (laughs) Wrong, wrong SAT word. Sure. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shonda Rhimes, she has a major, major credibility with what she's done, and uh, you know, with Scandal, like I said, a lot of I think I think a few people kind of jumped on that wagon late. It's definitely one of the shows to binge watch. Sure. Because Scandal's amazing, and uh, I think for that reason. And I think there are a lot of people kind of in the same camp as you, Joe, that really want to keep an eye on this show because they want to be on the ground floor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I absolutely. I was going to say that exact thing. I want to be on the ground floor of this one. Mm -hmm. Shonda Rhimes, whom I love. I'm a big Grey's Anatomy fan. Mm -hmm. And I did come late to that as well. And I binge watched it when I was sick one day. And then I was just completely yeah. addicted and I'm sure I know people have the same uh, reaction a little soapy for me yeah nothing's you know. wrong a little soapy mm-hmm. All right. but with with Shonda's track record coupled with the powerhouse that is Viola Davis sure I think this will be unstoppable yeah, yeah. It looks she is fantastic. a force to be and even right. here at After Buzz even here at After Buzz I hear that's one of the biggest shows to be on right now Viola yeah. Yeah. Davis fighting to be on it yeah so um, she, she's so, a stone cold killer, man. Oh, she's yeah. as good she's as it gets. Oh. So I'm mean, very, very highly. So hopefully we, you know, it lives up to everything. And again, it's got to point out, uh, Shonda Rhimes, black, a female showrunner, uh, African American showrunner, mm-hmm. uh, has two shows with two female African American, African American leads on one network. That's unprecedented mm-hmm. and has been done, like, I don't know, forever and ever. So this is like, there's a lot of things happening. This is some history happening here and, and the shows are good, hopefully. So we'll see. Uh, Julia, uh, yeah. tell me about this selfie thing. What's my man John Cho doing over there? Oh, selfie. yeah. I love me, my John yeah. show. Uh, so, Selfie, uh, that's uh, premiering on Tuesday, September 30th on ABC at 8. Um, so, this one, is, it's an interesting take, uh, loosely adapted from My Fair Lady or Pygmalion, considering wow. this is not a, this is not the musical. So, this will be Oscar Wilde's Pygmalion. But instead uh, of London, this is set uh, in, in modern digital age. And so, it's I telling see. the story of Eliza Dooley. Eliza Dooley. I like what Wait, they did there. Oh, I'm sorry, Marissa. Is there? Can we? Get, it's kind of hot. Is there some some uh, air conditioning dying. here? Woo! I feel like we're. Of we're course. On, it feels like we're I'm in hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's very warm. The lights are going. Anyway, I'm sorry. So, Eliza Dooley. So, Eliza Dooley is what they call Insta famous. So, she has hundreds of thousands of followers on her social media. But then she realizes that being, as they say, friended on social media is not the same as having actual friends. So, she enlists John Cho, whose character is called Henry, oh God. Higginbottom? Henry Higgins. Who is like a um, (laughs) self-image marketing 
genius. So she enlists okay. him to help her rebrand and sort of get back in touch with right. with reality. And it looks like it's something of a battle, but it looks really colorful and poppy and fast-paced. Um, I think it's actually an interesting and relevant idea, as sure. we are a society that are completely addicted to our phones. Sure. And um, we've lost that personal touch. And so I think that'll be an interesting... An interesting thing to explore. And if you know anything of the story of Pygmalion or My Fair Lady, there's a slew of characters that can pop up in different ways. Yeah. So I think that would be really cool. I think it's an interesting idea. I, I, it does, it does feel just, just site, uh, just, just the, the log line premise means feels a little hacky. Like, you know, the whole My Fair Lady and it's Henry Higgins and Eliza Dooley and the Higginbottom and the home, like, I'm already rolling my eyes, so I really hope the execution is good. But I just, you know, already. You know, the I'm writer like, of this is Emily Emily Kapnick, who writes for Suburgatory, which I'm a huge okay, fan God of. Help, yes. So she's really quick and she's really witty, and I'm hoping that that will uh, come across in the show. Well, you know, as not well. for anything, but I mean, you know, uh, uh, we grew up with with My Fair Lady is something we could watch, but the, the the newer generation they have no idea what this is. I mean, That's for it. them, it's this... something they'll Google and they'll look at. They're like, all right, well, I don't know what the heck that is. But uh, that'll be the beginning, middle, and end of it. So I mean, it might be a little bit of a hook for for some of us, but I don't think it's going to matter for the for the younger for the younger folks. The rain in Maine, uh, the, ma- rain the rain in Spain, 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 So I, I think sing I, it. I, can I sing the whole thing. I love Karen Gillan. Uh, I mean, for anyone yes. into Doctor Who, knows Amy Pond. Uh, you know, it's not really a, a comedy, but there are comedic elements, and I think um, she plays Amy Pond perfectly when she was on that show. She was also on the hit Guardians of the Galaxy She's movie. Very she was blue. Nebula, very blue mm-hmm. in that movie. She's a phenomenal sexy. actress, really, yes. really funny. Uh, I, I'm, it's just can't help me being drawn to her. Uh, my only question with this show is the chemistry between her and John Cho. I mean, obviously in the pilot you can't really see it. It's apparent that they're probably going to get together at some point, or at least there's going to be that sexual tension. I don't see it right now. That's the only thing, and maybe that's a good play as far as how um, how she plays it, or even how he plays it. They both play as loners. You know, yeah. she's just so self-absorbed into her technology and just getting more friends on Facebook than actually real friends. And John Cho is just this this determined, you know, uh, n- kind of nerdy guy who keeps to himself and doesn't really bond with people either, but has more etiquette skills at least than Karen Gillan's character does. So I'm waiting to see on that. But I love the both sh- actors. I just I'm just questioning the chemistry in the pilot. I love them too, and I hope that chemistry builds as it does in I mean Pygmalion or My Fair Lady. That's it's a, it's say, a rocky yeah. start in the beginning, and they it's it's not just him building a new persona for her it's her sort of breaking down his walls as well so maybe they're going to start stone cold like this and work their way towards each other the idea in My Fair Lady and Pygmalion they're both dysfunctional either way Eliza Doolittle is just as, as dis- I mean, uh, Henry Higgins is just as dysfunctional as Eliza Doolittle in just a completely different way. Yeah. And I will say that it is going, <laughs> so hot. Uh, it is going against uh, some doozies, though. It's going against um, NCIS, The Voice, yeah. Flash. Yeah, so it's, it's, that it's, could be because of that. I, th- I think but it's also some counter, pro- some counter programming that's happening there, too. Yeah. And obviously, the people who are watching uh, Eliza Doolittle and, and, and uh, Dooley. Do- Dooley. Dooley. And Henry Higgins. Higginbottom. Bottom. Higginbottom. Right. So I, you know, I, I, I will, I, I will, I will check it out. But I'm a little, I'm a little eye rolly on mm. the whole thing. But um, gonna but, give it a shot. Give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'm give everything a shot. Uh, Flippo, tell me about Forever. I'm also, you know, tell me what's going on with this show. Uh, Forever is about is a story about Doctor Henry Morgan. Uh, he is a New York City Star Medical Examiner, but uh, he's of a secret. He of course, who else would he be? 
Sorry. The problem with Henry Morgan is that he doesn't die. He can't. Uh, he's two hundred year old man. He, he cannot. He cannot be killed. So it's given him this uh, remarkable observation skills. It impresses his new partner, Detective Joe Martinez, who is played by Alana De La Garza, and of course, uh, Doctor Henry Morgan is played by Ian uh, Griffin. Um, so basically, each week, a uh, new case. They're budding friendship. They're going to reveal layers of Henry's long and colorful past, and only his best friend and confidant, Abe. Uh, played by uh, Mr. Judd Hirsch, they know uh, they know Henry's secret. Um, basically, this is uh, th- this is uh, this is a guy who can't be killed, solving cases sometimes by being killed over and over again. And it looks like as he gets killed, we get glimpses uh, into his his past life and into, right. into some of the things he's seen. Which for me, uh, you know, as a nerd, I enjoy a period piece like a maniac, and yeah. so I get the best of both worlds. I get a modern show and I get period piece stuff thrown sure, in. Sure, so I, I think it's a it's a good look. Um, the executive producer is Matt Miller uh, from Chuck in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Dan Lin was actually in on uh, on the development, and he's one of the executive producers. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Gangster Squad, he was with Warner Brothers for a long, long, long time. Okay. And Jennifer Gortz, uh, and that's Veronica Mars, Cupid, Party Down. So I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's a great team. It's yeah, a great it's got creative some really team behind it. Top. Uh, and uh, I am really interested. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just interested just because of the team. Um, I'd like to see what they do with the premise. That seems a little tired to me, but. Uh, you know, I don't know. I like it's it's a new twist on this on this premise. And Dan so. Lin doing television, so it's got to be something interesting. Yeah, he's not going to jump over to TV for you know because. Yeah, so, I mean, it's so, got to be some sort of a. It's got to be something going on. So we'll see. So that so that, that 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 does it for ABC. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll you know, hopefully this will get them sort of out of the crapper. Uh, the comedy they have some strong offerings here. Uh, I'm really know. curious to see how many times they can kill this late character though for forever though. Well, that's how many, how many ways to forever. die forever, uh, forever and ever. Yeah. They're going to start killing him on September 23rd. So right. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it begins. Yeah, I've already got all the jokes. If, 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 God forbid, it gets canceled, you already have the uh, forever jokes coming. No question. <laughs> <laughs> forever? Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, um, so let's move over to the I. Let's move over to CBS because CBS is the opposite of ABC, unfortunately. The CBS is is a beast. Now, they, these guys can't be stopped. Whatever they touch turns to gold. Uh, well, people talk a lot. There's a lot, lot being said about CBS and all their procedurals mm-hmm. and all their stuff, but they're really killing it with the comedies. Their comedies are freaking giant hits. They've been hits for about 10 or 12 years. Well, I think the thing with CBS is they, they know what they're good at yeah. And they hammer it. They hammer it like crazy. Well, sure, so, the procedurals and all the CISs. And yeah, the, you know, and the comedies, and uh, the, the, the multicam, <laughs> yeah, the multicam uh, comedies, too. I mean, you know, there was a time where people just felt like the NBC must-see TV type yeah. schedule with the one-camera um, comedies were the way to go, but CBS has proven them wrong. I mean, everyone loves Raymond's, one of the biggest shows in, yeah, of all time. Yeah. Uh, well, King two, of Queens, one of the biggest shows exactly. of all time. Two and a Half Men, now Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory, now, um, you know, Mike and Molly. So they're, so they're doing it. Yeah. So that being said, they really don't have... They're only coming out with one comedy because they're, they're like comedies like yeah we're good mm-hmm. but they've got they got four new dramas and and uh, and one comedy mm-hmm. uh, they got a couple of course they, they've all they're all kind of procedural ish but um, you know the comedy have something called the McCarthy's and dramas they have something called Scorpion and of course a big shocker uh, another NCIS spinoff called NCIS New Orleans uh, Madam Secretary and Stalker let's let's get into these I just want to really touch on NCIS New Orleans because they actually premiered the the crossover was last night. You know, mm. if you watch NCIS, they, they go to New Orleans and they do the crossover and they meet the, the new gang, which includes Scott Bakula and, and, and CCH Pounder and, and some others. And look, I, you know, th- there's no chance that this show is not going to be a monster hit. All these things are monster hits. People love are. these NCIS procedurals. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and, and it's really, you know, if those don't know, it's, it's, it's the, na- the, the, the naval crime investigation 
service, I think is what it is. I right? believe you're right. Yes. And so it's all sort of based around this sort of Navy unit, which is spun off from JAG, which is kind of spun off from a few good men, you know, that sort of thing. But like, but so yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting, um, that they're able to sort of find a place with a port. And, you know, and like, and like, hey, and I guess there really was a, there really is a, you know, a giant NCIS office in New Orleans. And, um, they were talking about it. They're like, you know, we should do a, 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 a sweeps episode. We should go down there. And then, of course, um, uh, Mark Harmon's like, this is actually a show. So sure enough, they, they pitched it and they're doing a show. And, it, you know, it looks, look, for me, I mean, it's not my thing. Like, I get it. Everyone's got the Southern drawl and everyone's, you know, talking about crawdads and, <laughs> <laughs> and gumbo. Crawfish. Yeah. Crawdads. Little crawfish and gumbo. Okay. Down here nice. Etouffee. Yeah, etouffee. Uh, my favorite. Uh, and you know, that dead body looks like an etouffee. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. But, you know, it, it, it's gonna be a hit. So there's, there's that. Um, I don't know. We don't have to, we can, you we can, we can angry. I don't know why you're angry it's gonna be a hit. Scott Bakula's great. NCIS is great. And then CCH Pounder, and it's got Zoe McClain, it's, it's got, got Lucas Black, it's got a great cast, I it's got great smile. pedigree. Would you give him a smile? It's a nice play. New Good Orleans, I can see. Like something terrible. At least there are some, some really at least there are some really cool cities that NCIS or or CBS procedural still haven't hit. So yeah. there goes New Orleans. When they start it's doing a cool city to go to. When yeah. they start doing NCIS Oshkosh, then I, I, said, I yeah. think I think next is Milwaukee. I think this is where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Nowhere else to go. <laughs> naval, the naval operations in oh, Milwaukee. Oh yeah, it's a not. dead body there. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But the Navy is the Navy in Milwaukee or the no? They're gonna run out of cities eventually. They're gonna wind up in Milwaukee. Yeah. So, you know what? That's that. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be a hit. It looks fantastic. It's not for me. Fresno. But what is for me, though, the, the big thing that I know, Joe, you're not upset about that I'm going to talk about is uh, Madam Secretary with, with my girl, Tay Leone. Oh. You know, I got a crush on that Tay Leone. I'm not going to lie to you. She I'll came you in what. here right now and she said, there, you got a 20% chance. I'm like, ah, I'm uh, in. You I'm know, your uh, Flamiga is very pissed at you right now. I know. I'm total betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> like... Uh, oh. Yeah, Taylor. I mean, like, so this looks fantastic. This is a, a, you know, it's a, it's a kind of like a good wifey, more along the lines of the good wife meets. Uh, it's it's a different kind of procedure. It's kind of a West Wing meets good wife, right? Mm. In, in terms, of yeah, that sort of thing. It's a strong, strong, strong female lead, XCIA analyst, sort of retired, doing her thing. Who gets called up? This is not a spoiler in the pilot. Gets called up by a weird sort of set of circumstances. Gets asked by the president to be the Secretary of State. A little bit of Hillary Clinton in there. A little bit of some other stuff there. Valerie Plume, maybe. Yeah, exactly. A little Valerie Plume, and I think it's it's very interesting the way they do these because they have high high stakes because we're talking about you know uh, the CIA. We're talking about the Secretary of State, mm-hmm. but so it's got that West Wing vibe, and it's also got some some personal stuff here. She's got a family. She's a mom, and you know it's right up CBS. It's just a right down the middle for CBS. Well, to I just hear get you. Out of the park. I hear you. It, it, it has a ring to it, kind of like the Good Wife. I definitely feel that, and Good Wife has been critically acclaimed as the best show on TV right now. Yeah. So uh, I can totally see CBS trying to emulate it with another show. It makes complete sense. Uh, yeah. Taylor Leone. I, I feel like it's been forever since she's been on TV, but you know, everyone loves her. Loves. Uh, loves besides, loves. besides the people in this room, loves a lot. Everybody loves. Taylor Leone. Uh, uh, what do you think of this, Jules? I am so 100% in on this show. The second I saw the trailer, I I mean, I also, I, I hate to jump on the bandwagon, loves, but I too love me loves, some Taylor Leone. Yeah. And I like the uh, the balancing act that they're sort of portraying on her of being a, a family woman who stepped down from Washington, but is called back in and now she has to, you know, 
balance these two worlds. Sure. And I'm sure she'll do it with panache and grace. There's panache. A, there's a thing that that that, that, can, that can happen, and, and 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 it's only a woman can really pull it off, and and only a very very specific, impressive, incredible, like that scene on the on the uh, that walkway with the student who's who's complaining. Mm-hmm. He's complaining about, oh, I don't, I need more time, and she does that. She does that. Oh, I've got this babysitter and this thing at the house, and she goes. Oh God, were we not doing the thing where I we tell each other about our problems? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. She does that in such a way that you're just like, that is an amazing lady. There's yeah. something so specific and so impressive, and I am so excited about this show. And I think it's important to know it's going to be Sunday nights at eight. It's actually not going to have a lead into the Good Wife, but it's right before the Good Wife. And uh, as far as what it's up against, pretty much. It's perfect. It's NBC does Sunday Night Football. Fox has its Simpsons and Brooklyn Nine Nine One One. I well, mean, the it's, only it's, real competition is probably Once Upon a Time, but it's a completely different uh, kind of but, show. You know, it's, it's it's up against the the, the Giants uh, it's, you know, and the cable shows. The cable Sunday Night. The Sunday cable Night is show. owned by That's HBO and Showtime. That, those are going to be the big ones. But as far as uh, against the broadcast networks, it's on a, at a good time slot. So. Yeah, until Game of Thrones comes back, and then we'll see. <laughs> 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 they're all in trouble. Uh, okay, and True Detective DVR. and everything else. But okay, so we we love that. Love uh, that. Julia, you have the one the one CBS com. You have. I have the one comedy. Um, I have the McCarthy. Yeah, like to, to what, what, what's going so on there? So that premieres uh, on Thursday, October thirtieth at mm-hmm. nine thirty. It looks um, hilarious. Right <laughs> you stumped me. It um it might be hilarious, and I just didn't. It's got Joey McIntyre you know from. What? The cast is phenomenal. Look, we got Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. We have hey. Lori Metcalf. I don't know his name, but we have Tyler Ritter, who is Lori fabulous, Metcalf son of John Ritter. Mm-hmm. Lori oh. Metcalf is hilarious She's in hilarious everything lady. she Absolutely. does. What's the father's name again? Um, Jack McGee. Oh my God, I love him from Rescue Me. Yes, he's yeah. so, so awesome. What's, from what's from the premise here? Oh, I'm so sorry. So the premise is a story about a, a gay son played by Tyler Ritter. Um, and he's part of a very stereotypical, extremely tight-knit, sports-crazed Irish Boston clan. And uh, he decides that he needs to break free. He needs to fly the coop, and he gets his job opportunity. And he tells them, and in they Rhode do not... In Rhode Island. In Rhode Island. Which is not a real Rhode state. <laughs> yes. That was actually pretty funny. That was funny. That was funny. Um, so the family uh, sort of suckers, or, suckers him into staying, is pretty much the premise yeah. of it. Got it. Um, so it's created by Brian Gallivan, who you might know from Are You There, Chelsea? Sure. Uh, Sassy Gay Friend, which was hysterical. Sassy Gay Friend, amazing. Absolutely yes. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and he's calling this actually uh, somewhat semi-autobiographical. Okay. This is actually the second pass of trying to get this on the air. Okay. They did uh, the pilot last season, and the executives said it was too dark. They shot it one camera style, and um, they, they just thought it was too dark. So they sort of changed the... The way they were shooting it, multi-cameras, in front of a studio audience, just to sort of brighten it up. Uh, what did he say? I have it somewhere. He says, um, when talking about it being too dark, Gallivan was quoted saying, because my family expresses love through insulting each other and being hateful. <laughs> That's so a very East Coast family. Very East Coast. Very East Coast. I, very Boston. I must tell you, I am, uh, I'm half Irish, half Italian, and my well, mother's right. side is Irish, and uh, that is how we express love. <laughs> say, I've been to San Filippo dinners before. Oh, <laughs> <duck>. <laughs> Joey McIntyre is looking out like the standout here. Yeah. Every scene that he was in on just that, that clip that I did see, he yeah. was hysterical. I mean, I, he's, he's actually hanging tough. Oh. I don't know what, what was happened that or your reaction what, what was just worse. Happened? I don't know what was worse. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's can move I just on. Say, so, can I, before you move on, yes, I just want to—I yes. just want to say, Brian Gallivan. I, I actually know the guy. If if you follow comedy here in Los Angeles and go to any of the theaters like UCB, IOS, Second City, he's been a ma- and Groundlings. He's been a mainstay on all of them. Very very brilliant guy. Um, and sassy gay friend can't say so enough funny. good things about that. Yeah, really really, really good. Really check that. I out. I really am optimistic about this show. I mean, other than the pilot, I I really think you know CBS comedies for me in the past. I've always been not expecting much out of them, but I, I refuse to uh, eliminate this one okay. you know, from contention because sure. I think it's going to be really awesome. They've got, like, they, like, like I said, they've got a great pedigree. Yeah. They've got hits, hits, hits in comedy, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, Flippo, Flippo, tell me about this this, this stalker business. Let's my talk man, about stalker. My man Dylan McDermott. No, 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 not your personal life, just uh, about the show. Oh, uh, oh yeah. yeah. My, man, show? my man Dylan, who I love from yeah. The Practice, and he's had a, he, he gets a lot of at-bats, man. He's got a lot of at-bats lately. You, you know, know why? TNT, and he was bet last year with, uh, with hostages, the hostages yeah. and I'll tell you why the why? man he has presence and he and he can and he can and right. he has range and I think that's a huge is thing. Is this a fellow dark hair like half douchey beard thing you do? Whoa, with him? Whoa, 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 whoa! You said douchey beard. You said Somehow, your beard is set to douche. Okay. Somehow, when you say it, it seems mean. <laughs> it's like, so, all right, here, here's what Stalker's all about. This is this is from our friend Kevin Williamson. Uh, those of you who don't remember um, Dawson's Creek, Vampire Diaries. He does uh, a show with more, Kevin Bacon. More, more importantly, maybe Scream, Scream Two, Scream Four, maybe the following. Kevin Williamson, I think, is responsible for more people losing sleep than anyone else on the planet, and he's probably on television or film murdered more coeds than anyone else ever. <laughs> yes. And Stalker looks like it's going to be no no exception. The whole thing starts out with the brutal murder of a coed. Um, uh, so here's what this show is about. This follows Maggie Q and Dylan McDermott. They are they are in the LAPD Stalker unit, which I didn't know was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. Dylan McDermott is it a real thing? It's a, I don't know it if it's a real thing. It should be a thing. It should be a thing. Right. The Stalker unit. Well, I can't. It's, it's for the I feel like assessment unit. Okay. Yeah, which well, seems to be the, there seem to be more and more cases about stalkers and, and yeah. yeah, restraining orders and all that stuff. I, I can imagine they actually have a division. If for there's that. not a threat assessment unit, there ought to be one. Yeah. Um, okay. Dylan McDermott's character did not apparently know that this existed either. He has right. a very casual, nonchalant approach to this. Uh, Maggie Q, on the other hand, uh, her character has been uh, a victim of stalking at, at some point in the past. You're, you're given, we're given the impression that that something went down. We don't know specifically what, but she has obviously reacted very, very strongly. So she goes a little bit rogue every now and again, and uh, and so that's what this that's what this is going to follow. This is going to be. Uh, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a serial, uh, basically following stalkers. Mm. So I think the AfterBuzz show should be a guy with a hood and a girl, yeah. and the guy just staring at the girl like, <laughs> yeah. the whole time when he's talking. Well, I mean, I don't know, the, the, the bus backs yeah. are all over town, and it's just like the hood. <laughs> And yes. it's a stalker. I'm like, what, 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 what's the show? That is creepy. There does seem to be a very, uh, thriller-esque attitude, you know, like almost a movie thriller type of feel oh, sure. to it. So that, yeah. that looks very optimistic to me in that sure. sense. All right. Lots of cringeworthy moments, lots of moments where you're like, you know, oh, you don't was... want to watch a show with the lights out, maybe. Yeah, I thought the, um, the trailer was quite upsetting, actually, yeah. at yeah. times. Really quite unsettling. I've got two daughters. I didn't care for it at all. No. Mm. The guy coming out from under the carpet. No, it was horrible. It's in that mirror no. shot, which is always the worst. Because you know if they're shooting into a mirror, something terrible is going to happen. And then, yes. and then you see the hands kind of creep out from the guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we're, we're very familiar with, with uh, Kevin's work, and uh, <laughs> um, and it looks it. I don't know. It looks great. It does look good. So and, we'll see. And like I said, he's probably murdered more coeds on on camera than anyone else in history. I'd be curious what the actual number is. We'll and that's see. on Wednesday nights, right? Wednesday, Wednesday nights at yeah. ten. And it premieres October one, October first. So, awesome. uh, no, no, tell me about the Scorpion. This is another sort of. Is this like a weird okay. another procedural so, thing? Yeah, it is a procedure. It's really funny because I think so, the pitch really was okay. We love Big Bang Theory. We do great with Big Bang Theory. What if we put them in a procedural? 
Because that's really what it is. <laughs> exactly. What if we put the cast from Big Bang Theory into a procedural? Because it's it's pretty much just a bunch of uh, incredibly... More enemies for Sheldon. Yeah, exactly. More enemies for Sheldon. We go against Sheldon's enemies every yeah. single week. That would be awesome. I'll, I'll say more Emmys for Sheldon. Oh, more Emmys. Oh, yeah. too. Well, I, meant, I meant the idea is more enemies. But yeah, pretty yes. much what it is, it's this, it's this group of incredibly smart... Uh, intellectual people, all with certain neuroses, like and one person and Catherine McPhee, who is oh, the pretty course. girl, the cherry on top of any yeah, show. Of course, she's the pretty girl who is, uh, you know, who the lead is, of course, is attracted to, and even like her and Kaylee Cooper, they're both waitresses in their shows. So right. it, it goes to show you. So the women can't be geniuses. Well, you, is well, what they're saying. I'm not saying the women can't. No, well, I'm, I'm saying, saying that show. Both Big Bang Theory is about the four smart guys and the waitress. This There's is about a the super team of, smart. <laughs> sorry, and team the, of geniuses. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> team of geniuses, as you do a genius move here. Uh, no, they have a super smart hot chick who does yeah, all the do. mechanical stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. So oh, it's not sorry. just it's not just smart guys and then uh, and then a hot girl. Oh, oh, okay. So anyway, so uh, yeah, I think. I actually think this is going to be a really, really good show. Uh, I mean, the big notable names are probably uh, Robert Patrick, uh, who is going to be like the boss of this uh, group. That he gets them together. The FBI gets them together to do cases. The pilot they're uh, actually trying to stop a terrorist attack on LAX. Is he uh, from Scorpion? Is he Fred Scorpion? No, he's not Scorpion. That's just the oh. name. That's just the name of the the unit. Uh, the unit. Yeah, okay, absolutely yeah. the unit. So and uh, and Catherine McPhee's adorable. I mean, people who know her know her from American Idol, uh, also from Smash. So you know she's adorable, and uh, I really have high hopes. It's mainly an ensemble cast. The the lead guy, if I could say his name right, is Elias Gabel. And uh, so he's the lead guy. He's the romantic love interest for Captain McPhee. The EP, Nick Santora, has a really great resume. He's done Vegas, Breakout Kings, Lie to Me, which is fabulous on Fox, Prison Break, which oh, was yeah. awesome. I love Prison Break. So so this guy definitely knows action. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Monday nights, uh, I believe, at 10 p.m. So it's a good time. It's, it's a very um, competitive time slot. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to show that CBS has a lot of faith in it, too. Is this as a call? Oh, actually, here. I'm sorry. It's at 9 o'clock on, uh, on, on Monday nights. But still... It's still in a really good day, and uh, and I, I think it's going to do really really well. And this is actually one of the shows I'm looking forward to so much so that I'm doing the afterbuzz for that. Oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you, Nando. I'm calling it. Break, I'm doing breaking it. away. Yeah, from us now. Uh, is this now? Is this more actiony? Is this more procedural? Or what? What? What's what the uh, based on the pilot right now? I think it's it's uh, it, well, it's it, even the actiony stuff on CBS is procedural. So right. I mean, you're pretty <laughs> much saying it's procedural. Sure. Uh, there definitely be some action to it, but you know, the the people obviously the nerds, if you want to call them nerds. They are not that athletic necessarily, sure. so uh, so it's definitely more of a like a numbers type of show where I think it's going to be a lot of brain smarts involved. Okay. So, oh, those brain smarts, those brain smarts, oh. as opposed to other kind of smarts. Those brain smarts, those brain smarts. <laughs> Buckle up, Buckle up, brain smarts. <laughs> and that one premieres, I believe, Monday, September. I want to say twenty first, if I got it right, right around there. Right in the early twenties. Well, good. Well, yeah. so so CBS. It looks like CBS has got some good stuff going on. I, mean, I think that we liked most everything we we saw there. So there, there's some high hopes. There. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Fox. Uh, Fox didn't do half bad last year. They had some good. You know, they had a lot of good shows that I liked that didn't make it. Like I really liked the uh, uh, that can show I can't remember the name of the uh, Almost Human. I like that. That didn't make it. Uh, Sleepy Hollow was a surprise hit for Fox, yeah. and that was really great. And they've got some stuff going on. So they've got um, some interesting shows. They've got one comedy, which is highly anticipated, uh, Mulaney, which uh, we'll talk about shortly. And then they've got a reality show called Utopia. And then they've got something called The Red Band Society, uh, Gotham, and Grace Point, all um, dramas. 
There's, but I mean, there's some heavy stuff. hitting dramas coming out there. Oh yeah, yeah. From this Fo- is serious business. Well, Fox is the opposite of uh, Fox is also known for their comedies and their animation, so they're really trying to you know put their you know make their mark back in the drama drama world. So they've got some rolling out some very serious dramas here. Uh, we'll talk about them. Before we talk about that, we should talk about their comedy, uh, Mulaney, which is which is I'm I think we're all very excited about this. Yeah. So you know, John Mulaney's a guy. He was a uh, ex- he used to be a writer on um, Saturday Night Live and. Uh, he was sort of one of these, he's like this kind of Conan O'Brien guy who who also was a writer on SNL and a writer on The Simpsons, Conan was. And it's this guy who you've never heard of or never seen, but it's like everyone who works with him says he's the funniest, most brilliant guy yeah. ever. You've been laughing at his stuff for years. You yeah. just don't know that he's wrote very, very, Just like Conan O'Brien was 20 years ago. Well, even, be- so- even before he was on SNL, he was actually uh, one of the talking heads for Best Week Ever. Right. So that's where people got yeah. to yeah, see him. Yeah, kind of well, they know him as a persona there. Yes. But as a writer, mm-hmm. they, you know, what, what they found out there. And then, like, it's very similar to Conan O'Brien, how Lauren Michaels, you know, who's, you know, a genius, has had the foresight to say, you know what, I think Conan would be great at late night. And everyone's like, this kid, he's a writer. And then cut to, you know, 20 years later, we have Conan O'Brien. Same thing with Jimmy Fallon. I think Jimmy Fallon will be good at late night. Cut to now, Jimmy Fallon's the head of the Tonight Show, and he's amazing. So Lauren Michaels like, I think this kid needs his own sitcom. And everyone's like, what? This Mulaney? Kid and it looks hilarious. It's, hilarious. Uh, it's got uh, Joe's good friend and and Yusle uh, Bruin, Nassim Padrad. I love her. She's amazing. Um, it's got She's Martin hilarious. Short, mm-hmm. who who looks like who's he, got one Emmy. But when you put it in the mirror, it looks, it looks like, like two. <laughs> he, he just makes that. me laugh and laugh and smile. He insists and upon it. Like he's I, like I you're going to laugh. I don't he's care so if you like it or not. To me. I don't know. Uh, I, mean. I agree. And uh, and Elliot Gould, who's also great and um, who I love and and. Uh, and the brother's name, who I can't remember. Zach Perlman? Huh? Oh, the brother. Oh, 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 the brother you met. That yeah, brother. Yeah, he plays. His name is like. Uh, so this is. Hold on. Oh, man, yeah, the, black, the black guy can't remember the black guy's name. <laughs> nice Ain't that you know Seton Smith. Seton Smith. Seton Smith. Yes. I'm sorry, Seton. Yeah. Sorry, brother. <laughs> and then Zach Perlman, and who Zach Perlman uh, well. he's really good too. Yeah. So I know we're on some. You know, check out the the the, the pilot. Check out the the clips. It's just very very funny. It, it has that Seinfeld feel to it in the sense that you see him doing stand up, and then also uh, see him you know in an apartment with his friends, and and even like Zach Perlman's character kind of has that Kramer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, attitude when he comes in a bit. Yeah, so it's just, it's like Seinfeld. What if Seinfeld was a working TV writer on a talk show, almost type of thing? Um, So it's so funny. That's a thing now. Like, Seinfeld did the thing, like, I'm going to do stand up to start my show. And then, like, Louis Louis does does that too. And now Mulaney does it. It's kind of interesting that that's become a thing. And people are just like, oh, yeah, the stand up guy. The guy Mm -hmm. did stand up at the beginning. Anyway, so look out for that. Um, But, uh, other stuff on Fox is this thing Utopia, like it's a reality thing. I don't, what, what, I, I know nothing about this show. Julia, tell me what, what's Let going on. Let me tell you about Utopia. Okay. So Utopia, no. it's actually based on a Dutch hit of the same name okay. that was just like crazy, crazy hit. The Dutch do reality better than anyone, by the way. Well, the um, I mean, this comes from John Demol, yeah. who is like yeah. the Indemol. Dutch media. Yeah. What did I say it wrong? You yeah, said no. I'm saying he's, his his company's Indemol. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. He's like this, <laughs> this media tycoon. Yes. He also is mastermind behind Big Brother, Fear Factor. Yeah, yeah. Deal or no deal. So this is his as well. Um, so what they're doing is they're taking 15 Americans. So they're taking them to this remote, isolated location um, with no infrastructure, nothing, just just location. And they have to build a society for a year. And they're a being year? one entire year, 52 oh, wow. weeks. So it's like Survivor um, on steroids. Yes, but they're uh, calling it the ultimate reality naked. TV because there is no prize. Oh. And they are just being watched. There's cameras, surveillance, 24-7. You can go online to... 
think it's just utopiatv.com and you could wa- watch, watch it streaming. But you could also tune in on Sundays. It uh, premieres on September 7th on Fox. Wow. Um, so what they're doing is they just have – it's like this ultimate social experiment. It's like um, fishbowl. They kind of, so it kind of like sounds perfect to build your utopian society. Um, but you know, they're going to have different ideas of government, religion, commerce, gender. How many equality, people again? 15. 15. Um, but yeah. you have to prove yourself as indispensable to the society as they build the society up. Or they kill if you. If not, <laughs> then they kill you. <laughs> they or they exile you, you and oh. they bring in someone else. So they're consistently casting oh. this as well. So it oh, stays 15 no matter what. Yes, no matter what. There's no prize to right. be won. There's no one who's going to come up victorious at the end. And um, it's just watching them build a society now, and see know, how they do. Like hmm. in the past, in the Dutch shows, are like it's a leader emerge. Is it like a weird guy? Well, like, that I'm depends. The leader. It depends how right. they want to set up any oh, sort of government they style. They right. Yeah, they they have to decide amongst themselves and agree amongst themselves. Um, there have been some problems. On one of the contestants named uh, Hex, he's already had to oh, be Hex. hospitalized. For oh, wow. dehydration, another was booted already. It hasn't even premiered yet. Another's already been booted uh, when she was found with a snuck-in smartphone, and she was trying to research the other contestant. Oh, uh-huh. shady business! Shady business. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when do they all get naked? Because all these, all these, all these That's rea- episode three, all these oh, reality sure shows, like every, plenty of nudity. Especially every Dutch, this it is comes an entire from the year. Touch. Every other reality show is like naked and afraid, naked right? dating, oh, God, I love naked, naked and afraid. Da- I know, it's a great show. <laughs> All right. This so, kind of reminds me a little bit of Kids Nation on on CBS when they had like a bunch of kids and they started their own yeah. town. Who, whose idea was that? Uh, <laughs> the worst idea ever. <laughs> Let's take a bunch of thirteen year olds. That was a crazy one. Leave them to their own devices and start a town. That was a crazy. For some reason, I kind of think blood. of that. I kind of think of that show. I, this is obviously looks a lot more grander than that one was, sure. but uh, still very interesting. It looks interesting, yeah. and okay. it's you know kind of interactive. You go online and you watch them, and I don't know if you vote. I'm not sure. I'm sure you vote. And I believe it's starting this week, right? Uh, like a bunch, September seventh. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch of, they have a bunch of special edition episodes before it settles into its regular time slot. Yeah, cool. yeah. But then you could always watch it on on utopiatv.com. Kind of like Big Brother, right? Much, yeah. like, Big Brother. Much like Big Brother. It's Thank you, very, John Demol. It's wow, interesting. There you go, um, Utopia guys. All right, well, well, I'll check that out. Then give it a whirl. Alternate universe. <laughs> I, <was gonna> say, <laughs> I, I do not suspect he has any intention of checking this out. <laughs> so, like, let me know how it works out. The show. I'm sure it'll be awesome. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll give that a I'll give Flip, that a whirl. Uh, what, what's, what's, what's this Grace Point? Uh, Grace Point is kind of a unique offering uh, this season. It is uh, it's a Fox show that is going to be basically it's a ten episode mystery event. It's yep. not. It's basically a novella. Uh, it's based on a, the British show. Uh, called Broad Church. Yeah, Broad Church. And, uh, it's the same creator, same writer. It's Chris, uh, Chibnall. And it's, uh, he brought in James Strong, uh, to direct all of them. Uh, he's, he's, uh, from Doctor Who, Torchwood. So this is a very, it has a very British, uh, pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, basically this is a 10 hour movie, essentially. Yeah. That is following a murder in a small town and kind of peeling back the layers. Uh, we, we, we have David Tennant here from Broad Church and yep. Doctor Who. And Doctor playing, Who. Right. Uh, Emmett Carver. And we have uh, Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad. Anna Gunn. Two-time enemy. Absolutely. Three-time enemy. Two, three or two? Well, I think two. Yeah. Might be two. I'm not sure. Uh, from Breaking Bad. Um, they're going to be joined by Nick Nolte, uh, who is a guy who gives such an interesting vibe mm. to it. Like just that, It's just like a spice that you didn't expect mm-hmm. to have in the sauce. Um, so it, it basically this uh, – Ellie Miller comes back from a vacation. She's been counting on getting this big promotion. She's worked real hard for it. And it turns out that the promotion has gone to uh, Emmett Carver, David Tennant's character, and they just brought him in. She's never met him before. 
And all of a sudden, day one, she's back. Her son's best friend is, is found dead on the beach. And she's, this is her very first homicide, her very first case. And basically everyone's a suspect and, and, wow. uh, and we kind of peel apart the town. So I think it's, uh, you know, based on, on what I've seen of it and the people involved, I think it's going to be a, a really, really interesting show. Yeah, this, I, I feel like there's no chance that this is not going to be great. I mean, Broad, well, well, I mean, Broad Church was, was, is, is is fantastic. It was fantastic. If you haven't seen Broadchurch, check that out. And I think that usually we talk about these adaptations. You take in a British thing and bring it over to Amer- you know here, but this is all the same folks. So you know, I, I, it, it's it'll be interesting to see how they adapt it here. I'm really you know. Well, I think I think this is definitely going to be, uh, in my opinion, the event of the fall as far as what show to watch. I think this is going to be a phenomenal show. It's got a great pedigree. Uh, again, David Tennant, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah, he's I mean, great. I mean, a, a lot of people know him from Doctor Who. He's the second Doctor. Who actor who was doing a show here uh, in the fall? Uh, Karen Gillan from mm-hmm. Selfie being yeah. the other one, and a gun, uh, you know, coming off of Breaking Bad is great for her. There's definitely that. Um, it, it's not as creepy as Twin Peaks, but there's that little bit of that Twin Peaks type vibe. Yeah, maybe even a little sure. bit of, a, of a, like a, the success of True Detective. I kind of see this show kind of going somewhere in that similar direction vibe. too. Similar, similar, vein, similar, yeah. similar vein. There's just so much good about this show, and even th- for those people who have seen Broadchurch, they, you know, I know some people have issues with BBC shows being readapted to make look more American, but they did change the ending. So yes, no one really knows expanded. what the ending is. So no one knows where this yes. is going to go. And it's yeah. been expanded dramatically. That's the idea. We've got a lot more characters. We've got a lot more scope. Right. So if you if you were into Broadchurch, this should not bother you. This should not, theoretically, throw you off. Right. Um, and, and you you were talking about Anna It's Carver. actually a bit of a companion piece. In yeah, some that's way. the it's idea. Is not you should exactly be able to like... expand from the original. Right. Um, you know, I have a pet peeve about British British actors playing American. It really yeah. bugs the heck out of me. And I, you know, I'm watching the show, the, the the trailers, and I'm I'm looking at, da- at David Tennant. I'm going, God, you know, I don't know him, but he's too good for me not to know. He's got to be British. And then when I did my dive, and I was like, Oh, of course. So uh, the the wonderful thing I think about what these about what uh, True Detective and now with with uh, with with, uh, with Grace Point is there's such a freedom to the writers. They do not have to bring the characters back next season. We can kill anybody we want. It yeah. doesn't matter if the audience has a favorite. I'm not contractually obligated to make sure this person makes it. Well, this I is a new that. thing. This is a track. This is where you track all these great you know, uh, feature writers and feature directors. Obviously, like Steven Soderbergh with The Nick is oh, fan- incredible. I mean, that's an incredible mm-hmm. show that we won't touch on because it's happening now, but like, man, <coughs> The Nick and Boy. the other. Or and we talked about True Detective with Pizzolatto and so, like, yeah, this is kind of the new thing. You take, you know, you get eight episodes or ten episodes. Fargo's another one. Yeah, you know, you just you you, you get your, like a ten-hour movie, and it's 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 fun stuff. So, uh, looking forward to this one very much. What is it about an idyllic seaside town that is just so freaking creepy? Scary. Not yeah. so idyllic ever. Not so idyllic. <laughs> um, <laughs> they all move there for a purpose. Mm. So, so they, know what? So Fox is, has this other thing called the Red Band Society, which has been just buzzed on like crazy, Nando. Yeah, what's going on with the show. This is, I mean, it's been called uh, like the Breakfast Club. <laughs> you know, mm. in in a children's hospital, and and it makes a lot of sense. A lot of kids who who end up uh, not having uh, similar backgrounds, they end up meeting up in a hospital where where they're forced to be there. It's kind of like their version of detention, and and they get to interact with each other. And I think it's beautiful. And you know, it, it tugs on your heartstrings a little bit. You see these kids. Uh, I, I, the narrator is in a coma. 
He's a kid in a coma, and he's narrating the story kind of like a Desperate Housewives yeah. type of, type of uh, thing with their narrator, who's dead. Uh, but, it, you know, you have the different kinds of kids. You have the jock. You got the, the, the hot girl. You've got the nerdy kid. You know, you got the introvert. You got a bunch of different types of kids, and they get to bond together uh, over over their shared circumstances. And uh, what's appealing about this show, too, is uh, the adult. You know, none of the, none of the kids are really well-known, but the two adult supporting cast members are Octavia. Spencer from The Help, the second uh, yeah. another cast member from The Help, Viola Davis, Academy Award winner, Academy mm-hmm. Award winning, winning uh, uh, Octavia Spencer, and Dave Annabelle. So uh, really good cast rounding out, and I think uh, people will be drawn to this show. Uh, Fox has been doing a lot of publicity for this. They were doing a campaign for charity to try and see if they can do the reveal for the pilot earlier. Spielberg's online. involved. This Spielberg's, Spielberg's involved this, right? with this too. I mean, it's really, really, really something. And and you know, I was uh, doing the research on this because I was thinking, man, it's it's all about kids. But really, a lot of the kids who go to children's hospitals, they, they usually recover and they get out after a certain amount of time. So we could possibly see recurring characters. We could see people going in and out. We could see new people coming in. So it's really, it's really, really going to be interesting to see these kids in the hospital and how they act. And I, I like it a lot. It kind of, without the singing, it kind of also reminds me of Glee. Because Glee kind of is similar right. in that vein. All these kids banding well, together. Well, you have, the, and, yeah, yeah. You have that high school hierarchy um, that yeah. is sort of thrown out the window when you're in certain when you're thrust into certain situations. Yeah, and I think they're definitely it, it's going to tug at your heartstrings a little bit too. Oh, it'll I, be I a cry fest. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Come on, cry palooza, cry palooza. Yeah, that's one of the concerns. Is like, and I think Flippo mentioned this earlier. We we're talking about this. Is like, you know, the notion of we're going to watch a bunch of sick kids week after week and a bunch of dying kids week after week who wants to watch that but it, it, it turns out it may be something that's very uplifting and I think a wonderful. show like this doesn't, doesn't talk about death it celebrates life Oh, that's the way I look Ooh. at it. Look at that. Did so, you write that log line? Did you read that? That's, who wrote that? That's copyright Nando Velasquez. Whoa. 2014. Look at this guy. Yes. <laughs> All right. That's no. impressive. Okay. All right. So, um, so I will, the, the, the last show on Fox is, is Gotham, which is, uh, us well, well, Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> no, I pass. What's it about? Pass. <laughs> Next show. What do you Next got to Goth? I don't understand. Gotham is, uh, is it so about we, kids wearing makeup? Yes, no. <laughs> Gotham is a the highly, highly anticipated show. I mean, we were all at Comic Con and we were very excited about this you mm-hmm. know, show. Highly anticipated show based on, uh, you know, sort of a DC comic thing based on the, the city, Gotham City, where Batman is from. It sort of takes place in the early days before Batman is Batman. It takes, it follows a young, young, young Commissioner Gordon. Uh, you know, before he's Commissioner Gordon, he was just, before he's Lieutenant Gordon, he's just James Gordon, uh, the, the cop, you know, Detective Gordon. Um, it also deals with a young Bruce Wayne. Um, the, the, in the pilot, you see Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered. So the, the thing that turns him into a uh, yeah, spoiler. He also becomes Batman. <gasps> I don't mean, I know. Sorry. Oh, my God. Like, you know what? Whatever. I don't have to watch it now. <laughs> sorry. But so you see that. And the whole thing is sort of like, you know, the the the, the, the friendship between Bruce Wayne and, 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 uh, and James Gordon. But it also tells the story of Gotham City. It's a full-blown the you know, cop drama procedural, except it's set in Got- Gotham City. And you see tra- people we know, like, um, like, uh, 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 um, Penguin. The Penguin, Penguin. is uh, Oswald Copperpot. Yep. And you see Edward Nigma, who's the Riddler. You mm-hmm. see Selena Kyle, who is, uh, Catwoman. And you see the other, um, Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy. Um, there's other characters like Fish Mooney, who, um, who's played by Jada Pinkett. A lot of, Ooh, yeah, she's actually brand new. She's, she's a, a new she's character. A new, she's new a new character, character. Who's, who's, who's like sort of, who's, who's the villain. And also Daniel, uh, Don, never say Daniel, Donnell Logue, who I also love. Uh, he's in there too, playing a sort of ambiguous guy. I believe, yeah, he was on Sons of Anarchy and, 
and he cut his role in Sons of Anarchy cut got cut short so he could audition yeah. for Gotham. And he's so, a guy who's also yeah. he's, he's also so had a good. lot of that back. He's so good. He's been though. around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This is good for him. Yeah, he's he's good. getting better and better and huger roles every season. Yeah. And I should say that uh, Gordon is played by Benjamin McKenzie of the mm. OC. For, for those fans of EOC, like he's back at Fox doing his thing, and uh, ten years later, and uh, he, he looks great. And uh, I said and the pilot looks fantastic, the show looks fantastic. If you're not even a comic book fan, if you don't care about Batman, you can just sort of sit in and, and watch this as a cool sort of cop, you know, uh, drama. And that's a cool thing about it. And also, but if these, you are a DC nerd, it's, it's got Christmas. Plenty of Easter, yeah, plenty of Easter <laughs> eggs and nuggets for us DC comic nerds. So I'm very excited about it. Obviously, Nando, you're a nerd. You're excited. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Honestly, Uh-oh. yeah, I, I mean, I don't have anything really against it other than the fact that, you know, let's let's do a show about Gotham City before Batman was Batman. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that kind of gets to it's, it's a it's a in, in a lot of ways there's a lot of pitfalls, there's a lot of danger, sure. right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a little bit of that like you want to you you know that people are going to be interested because it's Batman's world, but Batman doesn't technically exist. I mean, yeah. there's a small Bruce Wayne and everyone's younger, so we get to see those aha moments, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of you know the they, Riddler and It's going to have up. to be it's going to have to be written really really well to sustain. I I think it's going to have a phenomenal debut. But if it gets wrong. a 25-year run, yeah. it can lead right into Batman. <laughs> no <laughs> be, problem. By that point it'll be Dark Knight Rises or I, uh, I just I just Dark don't Knight. like I don't want too many like wink wink moments of like, you know, and you know like yeah, but you want the Easter eggs, woman. though. You want Easter eggs. Well, I want things that are subtle for us people who know, but I don't need any slamming you over the head moments of like, you know. So you want things where, where people are calling you, Braz, I didn't understand. What was that? Yeah, and I'll say, here's the thing. Here's yeah, the thing about what you don't know. Anyway, I know, Julie, have you any interest in this? I know, I know your husband might be interested oh, in this. I, the, <laughs> Mr. Curley. I'd be out of the house for those, if I had no interest in this. For mm. those of you who don't know, Eric Curley might be the biggest Batman nerd in the history of Batman yes. nerds. Exactly. It's, if you know a Batman nerd, he's not as big a Batman nerd, I promise. Yeah. So it's, it's really. So you'll quite be watching this whether you like it or not. Whether I and like it. And this will be September. This will be September twenty second. Monday, coming, September twenty second. It is interesting to me. I am curious psychologically what the damage that has been done to the American psyche by watching uh, Bruce Wayne's parents get murdered over and over <laughs> and over again. I mean, I mean yeah. we probably witnessed that. Maybe more one than, of these days you know, we'll have a different outcome. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, you're, like anytime Groundhog I Day. see parents in an alleyway that just coming out of the theater, I'm like, they're going to get whacked. There's no questions. <laughs> they're going to get whacked. That kid's going to grow up to be a bat. Uh. So, uh, last but not least, let's go over to, uh, NBC. Uh, NBC also the much maligned, but they're actually on the, you know, they're but on they the way were back. the number one, they were the number one watch network last season. They're they, on they the way back. That. Yeah. I mean, the and, Voice and the Blacklist. And they had the number one new show in the Blacklist. They, yes. they touted that one the too. Voice is I've seen the Blacklist. Have you heard of that one? Good. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> Lizzie. That uh, explains Lizzie. a lot during Did the I show. S- uh, so, <laughs> uh, but they've got some stuff. So, they, they're, 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 so NBC actually has the most balanced slate because they need everything, right? So, oh, <laughs> I'll take a little bit. They've, oh, they've got that. some comedies, you know. But this, they've got a Mary, something called Marry Me in the Comedies and Bad Judge and A to Z. And then they've got dramas. They've got something uh, called State of Affairs, which I know Joe is very excited about. And Mysteries of Laura, Constantine, <laughs> Aquarius, and Emerald City, which which was a sort of a dark uh, Wizard of Oz thing, which is now they just nix that. So Emerald City's out. Didn't even make the cut. Well, it made, with me, the cut, they were developing and it was coming up for as a mid-series replacement and somewhere along production, they were like, nah, Wizard of Oz, we're out of here. So it may or may not <laughs> show up back. somewhere else, yeah. but, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, the, the, you know, the, the uh, dark drama about the, but, ah, uh, Gotham is bad. How about the dark, <laughs> mean streets of Emerald City? like, maybe not, because they, well, they were successful with Grimm and, you know, and other things. So they about like, well, maybe, you know, 
it is interesting because yeah, NBC was successful with Grimm and the whole Once Upon a Time. It seemed last right. season uh, the new fall shows they were they were trying to emulate that Once Upon a Time or Grimm vibe. Fantasy. With, yeah, with the fantasy. Dark fantasy. So that seemed to be NBC's uh, foray into doing it. But notice that we haven't even talked about any of that from the other networks. No, they've all like, kind of everybody dropped it. They've well, kind of well, dropped it, and NBC finally, I think they realized, well, right. no one else is doing it. Maybe we should too. I'm like, so, so yeah. what happens in season two? Well, then the Munchkins come out, and I'm like, oh, geez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Munchkin Revolt of 07 that was terrible eh? rose up and threw gold bricks at everyone yeah. uh, that's gone the other mid-season place show they have is something called Aquarius which does look interesting which has uh, uh, David Duchovny yeah. uh, as a detective sort of like around in the 60s doing uh, you know investigating and trying to infiltrate the the, the Manson murders which is uh, pre like chasing, sort of chasing Charles Manson very dark very David Fincher feeling um, it's a weird one because I think that they're very excited about the pilot and they're very excited about where this could go but NBC is still kind of like we kind of we love it but where do we where do we put it you know so I think it's gonna it may come up show up as a mid-season replacement in January but that's something that is uh, they have not cut that they've left that hmm. um, so that's not going anywhere and to be clear all the other networks have mid-season replacements but this one was more notable for us to mention right now right yeah we just hadn't brought up um, any of the other mid-seasons but they do have some comedies Joe uh, tell me about tell me about what's uh, this this uh, Marry Me and A to Z well let's talk about Marry Me first this is this is to me this is the one I'm looking forward to because this is Ken Marino and, and Casey Wilson uh, Casey Wilson you remember from uh, from Happy Endings and she's love her. she's love. done tons love. and tons of stuff yeah. and same with Ken Marino what I love about this cast is, is Ken Marino goes all so the way much. back to the state and he's mm. you know you guys I don't know if you guys remember the state you know yeah. hey, so the po- anyway the, uh, the he has worked so hard for so many years and this is this is uh, I, I think these two if there's any if there's two actors in comedy that have truly earned a show these two have done it and I, I love what they're doing it looks hilarious it looks really it looks really centered it looks really uh, grounded uh, basically they've been together six years and uh, they went on this last trip and apparently she, you know the, the, the way the pilot's taking out she thought that he was going to propose on this trip and he didn't until the very end in the meantime she has lost her mind so she faces away from him as he drops to a knee and she tears him up tears up his mother tears up his friends tears him up and he's on his knees the whole time and it just I love this I love this idea I love the the two actors in it NBC has clearly put a lot behind it they have uh, they have them hosting their uh, their fall preview. They're they're talking up all the other shows in the network. I think this is the one NBC thinks is going to be a home run. Casey Wilson's a star. I mean, she's great in uh, Happy Endings, which is sort of prematurely cut. She uh, is great in this new sort of uh, web series that's a, a spinoff of a, kind of a, a send up of the Housewives. I forget mm-hmm. what it's called. Uh, oh, she yeah. was on Saturday Night Live for a hot minute. She's funny. She reminds me of my friend, my good friend Arian Audible, actually. This, this case, case, I, I, I love her. She's so funny, and I'm rooting for her tremendously. Well, not just that. I mean, there's a bunch of really good names in this, too. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's familiar with the L.A. comedy scene uh, might recognize some, or, or even the Upright Citizen Brigade might recognize some of these names. Danielle Snyder, uh, John Gemberling, uh, Casey Williams does come, uh, I'm sorry, Casey Wilson does come from UCB as well. Ken Marino is just fabulous in everything he does, and I just love him. Uh, you know, it's really interesting that you know abc and nbc seem to be the ones that are focused a little more on comedies uh, as far as new shows and they seem to really like these romantic type comedies too so uh they're, they're they definitely have some high hopes on this one uh it's got an impressive cast so i, I definitely think it's worth a watch okay absolutely uh what, what about what about um yeah, let's go for a to, a to Z. A to Z. A to Z. Yes. What's that one, Joe? Uh, this is a, this is another. This is a romantic comedy, and I think the, the 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 romance is a little bit heavier, obviously, than 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 what they're looking at with "Marry Me." This is uh, basically we're going to follow uh, the, this couple from the time they meet 
until and, and their entire relationship. That's kind of the idea here. The concept is we're going to follow Oof. everything. And uh, this I, is this is a comedy. It, 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 it looks it looks like it ought to be really sweet and All really right. funny. This is um, uh, Ben Feldman and uh, Kristen uh, Malati. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Ben Feldman from um, uh, American Pie movies uh-huh. and Kristen Malati, she played in uh, she was in oh gosh darn it uh, How I Met Your Mother yeah. she ended up being the mother yeah, which, she was which on is Broadway ironic because this feels a lot like How I Met Your Mother <laughs> it, it, it's very similar it's narrated by Katie Seagal so it does have a very similar vibe oh so there's a narrator there's too. a narrator so you're going to oh. be talked through all this oh um, so which which I think the narrator device uh, I, I really do like because it it you it gives you an opportunity to get to know the people. Without, uh, without sometimes having expository scenes that are just irritating. Is this a commercial for your profession? You just, like, this some is of the us guy who are voiceover actors feel for a living. Like, I think that, the, the narrators, the narrators are underrated in comedy. I'm the narrator. <laughs> Okay. But, but here's here's my point about that. If you do set up an, an omniscient narrator that does have some part in the show eventually, what kind of, do, what kind of omniscient? Okay. Then I think what you wind up with is is you you can cut the expository scenes, which I do enjoy, and you can yeah. get some more depth into the characters. Sure. So I'm excited about this show. I think it's going to be good. It's right. executive producers Rashida Jones, Will McCormick, uh, and it's created mm-hmm. by Ben Queen. Well, good. I like well, I like Rashida Jones, and I like those folks, and there's some funny folks there. And I mean, just like, maybe 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 wake me up when you get to like M. <laughs> like I think M, it was M M, M in, and I, then you know. I thought this was a really cute. This is a very different type of show than Marry Me. Marry Me. Marry Me. I think has a little bit more uh, slapstick comedy. It's yes. a little more, yeah, yes. a little more like that. This is just more the rom com. It has more of a uh, How I Met Your Mother feel to it. I think that one concern I might have is just with Christian uh, Milioti. Uh, just because uh, she's a great actress and she was so, you know, when she became the mother, when she was first announced as the mother, it was a big media frenzy about her. Who is this person? Who is this person? People were trying to know who, uh, everything they could about her. And she ended up not having a major role in the final in the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and no spoilers here, but, you know, but still. Yeah. So I, I feel like in a way she's already been branded as the mother. <laughs> you know, and I, I still look at her and I see it. There's a little bit of a Natasha Leggero look about her, too. But mm-hmm. she but does. That's she does great, have yeah. a little bit about At first, I thought it was Natasha Leggero, but when I realized it was her, I was like, oh, it's the mother. And, and oh, I, I hope, mother. and I hope, I hope <laughs> that she can break out of that stereotype because she is a phenomenal actress. But I think it's just all that media frenzy, all that, pre- you know, that spotlight put upon she her. She had when a she great was cast. turn in, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. She played okay. the first wife. She did a great job. Oh, actually. my God. Yeah, yeah, she did. She's so much depth in that. That's a real good point. Yeah. And she's a Broadway actress. She was in. Yes. She was in Once, uh, the yeah. musical, yep. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Which, which is, I think it's going to be a good, good show. I think this will right. be just fine. Stuff. <laughs> All right, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, skeptical Nato- and nasty, the terms you're looking for. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really bowled over by what's Raswell, going on NBC He's not a right fan now. of love. He's not I, a fan of love. I, I doesn't in, like love. NBC's guys. not really, like, not, not really uh, blowing so up my you, skirt you, right uh, now. you want me to smile, do you? <laughs> smile and feel warm? Yeah, yeah t- that's not happening. Tell me about Constantine. We, we have a couple minutes left. Yeah, yeah. Let's get. Let's talk about Constantine and State of Affairs. All right, Constantine. Constantine's going to be on Friday nights along with Grimm. It makes perfect sense. Constantine is based on the DC Comics Hellblazer. Yes. And the lead character, John Constantine, he's like a street magician and and it's pretty much it, it's kind of procedural in the same sense that Grimm is uh, not not your typical CBS procedural but it, it definitely deals with the occult it, it, it definitely deals with uh, you know the uh, unnatural uh, happenstance and uh-huh. so he's a superna- supernatural that's a better word supernatural detective uh, so you know the lead Matt Ryan you may know him from Criminal Minds Suspect Behavior it's one quick season that it was around uh, another notable cast member is Harold Perrineau who people know from yeah. Lost uh, yeah, and you know, here's what's really appealing about this, and I think it's worth watching. Uh, one of the writers 
for the pilot was David S. Goyer, who wrote the uh, Dark Knight trilogy and a lot of great other stuff yeah. too. And then also the director for the um, director for the pilot was Neil Marshall, who uh, is known for a lot of his work on Game of Thrones. The pilot looks freaking fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I re- I'm a big I'm a big fan of the Keanu Reeves movie, which has mm-hmm. been underrated. That's also great. That's been oh, I love that movie. Recently. Yeah. And so I'm, well, really, they, I'm really excited about this. The pilot's great, but I'm wondering if it's sustainable. The movie the movie is actually uh, veers off from the comic book. So any comic book fans, this is going to stay a little more true. I think the one thing that's been a little bit of a controversy is the character in the comic book is bi, and they are oh. making him straight. So I think there was a little bit of a oh. controversy with the, the gay and lesbian community about that. But uh, other otherwise, it's going to be more or less pretty spot on from the comic book uh, by the way Hellblazer the character John Constantine originally came from Swap Thing Swamp Things got it so just FYI and, State, and of then State of Affairs State of Affairs I feel is NBC's way of getting to um, is, is their version of Scandal that's and, the way and, I, that's and, the way and I look at it. A little bit of homeland, and a little bit of homeland, a little bit of scandal in there. So it's Catherine Heigl's return to TV after her triumphant return, after her graceful exit, after her graceful exit from Grey's Anatomy, uh, which was spectacular <laughs> movie career. And, and she she did an okay movie career, but she's finally coming back to TV. Which movie was okay? I missed that one. <laughs> Oh, there's a lot of me. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so she plays CIA analyst Charleston Tucker, and she, she is working in the White House uh, <laughs> for the President of the United States. Who what is she be? Who? <laughs> Sorry. We're, okay, uh, let's, let's come on. Uh, who is Alfre Woodard? Alfre Woodard plays the President of the U.S. Uh, she is the first female black president. And, uh, yeah, so absolutely. So I think... Uh, it's their version of scandal. So there it is. So there's that's the best way to put it. NBC's trying to compete with with that. Kind of like CBS is adding to their good wife arsenal with Madam Secretary. This is NBC's way of trying to. A lot to, of female leads. A lot, lot this is, of female we're seeing, leads. We're seeing a trend with a lot of female leads. Absolutely. Through, so that's right, that. ladies. Just, and, uh, and that premieres November 17th. So we've got a while for that one. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Julia, tell us about Bad Judge and Mysteries of Laura. Love I have all Bad the redheads. Judge. Yeah, you're the, red- <laughs> all the redheads. All of them. Okay, uh, so starting with The Mysteries of Laura, which uh, premieres September 24th on NBC, which is Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little confused on this one. I'm going to be honest. From what I'm gathering from the trailer, she's this hard-nosed, brilliant detective on the mean no, streets. We have a bad judge, so, you, so you're oh, talking no, about Mysteries of Laura's. I was, yeah, I can do the other one first. Too. Bad, bad judge. Bad judge. Kate Walsh, there the other is. redhead. Yes. Sorry about that. Who Joe loves. I loves. You loves. I love. You know, this idea. I love her too, and so I really have high hopes for this show. I, the trailer did not hook me as much as I hoped, although it had some really funny moments. So the the premise of this is that you have this wild child partier, maybe a little bit past her prime, plays in a rock band, um, just you know, kind of a hot mess, um, but has a good time, and that that's what she does by night, but by day she is a hard ruling judge. Get out! It's true. <laughs> It's so, so true. Perhaps a little bit, uh, repu- she has a reputation of being a little bit unorthodox. Oh, okay. From her post behind the bench. She dispenses her own brand of justice. She most certainly <laughs> does. You know, you know, you know I, I, I don't like your tone. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'll tell you what I think. I, I think this looks great. This looks like a lot of fun. Mm. It's not, I don't think it's spoken. We're not, we're not you know, trying to save the world here. It's fun. It's, it's kind of like comedy bad. really, really well. She's really funny. You know, the thing with her, too, is, uh, you know, people know her first and foremost from Grey's Anatomy and then Private Practice. So she plays then, the drama really well, but she actually loves comedy. She is 
always out in uh, the improv theaters here in LA. She's, she's been on a couple of UCB. Yeah, she's great mm-hmm. in Fargo. So she actually has a lot of comedy to it. And and this show kind of is Bad Teacher meets Night Court. Bad Teacher, Bad Santa. Love it. Yeah, bad so judge. that's the way I look it's like at franchise. it. Oh, yeah. I miss and, Night Court. And it's an adolescent fantasy, let's right. be honest. But there's I will nothing, say, <laughs> there's nothing true. hotter than the idea of there's nothing under the judge's outfit and she's going to be mean and punish me. That's right. some wonderful stuff. I will stuff. say this comes from executive producers Will Farrell. Okay. And Adam McKay mm-hmm. and um, showrunner Lynn, uh, Liz Brixias, who is also the showrunner of Nurse Jackie, and she does okay. really—I I love Nurse Jackie. So she does good work with strong female characters. Man, I'm all for the strong with female characters. Contrasting and, and, and personalities, female as long as they don't involve love. Um, shut up. Or making uh, him smile. <laughs> so that thing. premieres uh, October second, NBC Thursdays at nine. And last but not least, and last but not least, my other redhead, Deborah Messing, mm. whom I really adore. But then there's this show. So, okay, like I was saying before, um, so she's like this brilliant detective, Mean Streets, New York, and she just can't seem to keep it together at home is what it's looking like. She has this soon-to-be cop ex-husband. She has these unruly, crazy, rambunctious twins. She has these, these, like, Lucy-esque moments when Mm -hmm. she's, when she's in the home. So I'm a little confused if it's a cop drama Mm -hmm. or if it's a family drama, but is it a comedy? I'm not quite they, sure. It's a hybrid. It's all the above. Is that a thing? It's, well, <laughs> it's, it's what they're doing. And Deborah Does that Messing, work? They just uh, want to give Deborah Messing her triumphant return to NBC. You know, she has she's created one of the, one of the great TV characters of all time in, in, in Grace. What's Grace's yeah. last name? Adler. Grace Adler. And now she's back as a tough-talking cop. <laughs> Is she? Uh, you know, I don't know. I want her to be so badly. I am her number, uh, number one fan. And I really think yeah. if anyone can pull this off and pull it together, it will be her. But I'm just sensing a, uh, a disconnect. Okay, so just will. okay. Now, so now that we just, let's just get out of here. Before we get out of here, we have... Uh, ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC. Who wins? Joe. Who has the best shows? So Fox far? looks like they're running out. Like I think they're running out the best docket. Okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. Julia. Uh, I am going to pick up... Wait, I'm looking at my list. I'm going to... Oh, God. CBS or Fox? Take your time. I'm going to go with Fox. <laughs> okay. Shut up. <laughs> what do you got, Nando? I think for me, uh, more of the shows that I want to watch are on Fox, but you just cannot go wrong with CBS. And, and like I said, they always seem to do really well. Yeah. You know? And Adam they just Secretary, know where to make man, it work. that looks so good. Yeah. I got I got to go with CBS, although I'm really, really excited. I'm really happy with ABC. With, to do, I'm kind of get away with Murder and Blackish are really sort of uh, uh, some standouts, but I'm really excited about what Fox is doing as well. Yeah. So, CBS, I'm sorry. So uh, that's it. Thanks for joining us for uh, this. This fall season preview of the networks. We'll be back and do run through the cable fall TV preview stuff as well. Uh, Joe Flippo, where can we find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J O E F L I P O, and my website is josephsanflippo.com. And Und? Instagram. You're there. Hello. Oh, yeah, but I don't know how to use it. Did I tell you the Instagram story? <laughs> yeah, yes. but they can stay after you. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> Joe's on Instagram too, folks. <laughs> and, uh, and Julia, where can I find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Okay. And you can find me at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K. Braswell. Uh, thank you, Marissa Serafini. Thanks for joining us back. And we'll be back uh, very soon with some cable shows. Uh, thanks for joining us for our special episode. We'll see you later. Woo. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.